Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good wishes and welcome. It is a delight to be with you again this week. I know that we're going to have an extremely powerful show. We think about oneness in terms of the people in the world, the people in our families, communities, and spirituality is always perpetuating that understanding that we are one and we are here creating a collective world through our oneness. But we have not necessarily been taught that we are also one with our history, with our generations, with everything going on inside of our bodies and our ancestry. And all of that really determines the experience that we have horizontally in time with all of those around us. I came across a powerful book called Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns by Judy Wilkins-Smith. And what she says is that when she works with someone, she listens with a lazy ear and watches what's going on with a lazy eye. Bert Hellinger, the founder of Systemic Work, called this listening from an empty center. And the crux of it is that she watches and listens with pure curiosity and no agenda. She looks at body movements and expressions and listens to words, their tone, repetition, emotion, and flavor, because all of that tells her what, a, what lives in a person's system and how. She waits for something to pique her interest enough to take a deeper look, and she finds the hint of a pattern. What if you listened to yourself with a relaxed ear and eye? What if you were curious rather than anxious as you go on the hunt for a pattern? Your annoyance, frustration, sadness, whatever it is, is pointing to that existing pattern that wants to be seen so it can stop. It's a clue. So you can't push anything away. We have to lean into it and understand because you are literally a living creator of your heaven and hell and a repository of centuries of other people's heaven and hells. All those patterns have happily stomped through generations seeking balance in and for the system, waiting for someone to figure it out and make the leap. They found their way into your life in the hopes that you will see them and realize that you are the change agent. These words are from Judy Wilkins Smith's book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, and it is a powerful one. Judy is a highly regarded organizational, individual, and family patterns expert, a systemic executive coach, trainer, facilitator, thought partner, and leadership conference, and motivational speaker. She has 18 years of expertise in assisting high-performance individuals, Fortune 500 executives, and legacy families to end limiting cycles and reframe challenges into lasting breakthroughs and peak performance. You can find out more about her at judywilkins-smith.com. And without further ado, I want to welcome you, Judy, to 1111 Talk Radio. Hi, Simran. It is lovely to be with you. It is wonderful to be with you. You know, I've just released two books in the last three months that are part of a trilogy called Living, Being, and Knowing. And they were from a seven-year deep dive of silence and introspection where I found myself finally in my own physiology uncovering generations of patterns, but it was more through feeling it all. It was more through allowing it all to uh, come through me. And once my intense grief from trauma and loss subsided, I began to feel my mother's grief. And once that subsided, I began to feel other grandmothers and in, in my own lineage's grief. And then it actually tapped into world grief. So as I'm reading your book, I'm sitting here going, well, this would have been a whole lot easier <laughs> than going through seven years of what I did, although I came through profound insights from that. Um, and I, I think it is so powerful because as I read through your book, so much of the loss of two children, five miscarriages, uh, the loss of a couple of businesses all stemmed back 
to a little doll named Mrs. Beasley that was taken away from me when I was three. And that came through your book. And I want to say that because that's how powerful this work is just in reading the book, much less doing, <laughs> doing an in-depth search about this. So I want to start off by you explaining to everyone how we don't just inherit physical DNA, but we inherit emotional DNA. Sure. So, uh, yes, we all know that we inherit that physical DNA. But what we don't realize is that we inherit what I call emotional DNA, which is your patterns of thoughts, feelings, actions, inactions that become mindsets and the mindsets become patterns that then become the truth. Only it's not the truth. It's your truth. And you can change that anytime you want to. But it is a profoundly powerful truth or pattern that echoes through the system. So what happens is you have an event and the event creates an immediate reaction. And it's, it need not be World War Three. It may just be significant to you, but it creates a reaction and your reaction generates thoughts and feelings and actions. And if you keep responding to that as we tend to, with a, uh-huh, that's right, yep, that's me, that becomes the truth. So now we've baked in this mindset that we can't easily escape or we've baked in the feelings and the thoughts. And then we, we go a step further. It's not as though we keep it to ourselves. We pass it on to our communities and our children. And we're saying, be careful. Don't do that. Watch out. Oh, no, this is bad. Don't be too happy. You know, if you're too happy, the next thing is you're going to be tragically sad. Where did, and all of those point back to the original event somewhere in the system. Now, a lot of people will say to me, yeah, but I don't have my history. Not a problem. If you don't have your history, you want to timeline your life. You said it beautifully. Yours goes back to that, that doll when you were at the age of three. If you timeline the events after that and you have a look at the decisions you made around that doll being taken away, as you know, because you've done the deep dive, you will see all the ways that it colored you. But what you, if you want to take it a step further, you look as you did at your mother and you see something that was taken away from her or something that sounds similar to something that happened to you. And you were quite right when you said you grieve then your mothers, then your grandmothers, then great-grandmothers. I have people who come in and start to cry and they can't stop and they go, what's wrong with me? And I say nothing. You're releasing four generations of withheld emotions. That's all. You're bringing it to the now. And so, yes, sorry, go ahead. Yes, and, and that's what I think was so profound because I had bridged all of the, the ancestral, all the generations back, and I had connected them to what had occurred. But there was this apex point, which happened to be that doll, that was almost the opening. It was almost the, I don't know, right. it's a soul choice or something like that that takes place. But now in looking back at those generations, I can see how their losses impacted them, which I think is what's so powerful about your book. And it speaks to not only the hidden patterns, but our unconscious loyalties and the secrets that we keep. Can you talk a little bit about how unconscious loyalty plays a role in our choices and how the secrets that families keep can also deeply impact what turns out in our lives. Absolutely. So the unconscious loyalties are a nice, easy one. You, you've actually spoken a bit about it. My dear mom, my dear grandmother, if you couldn't be happy, how dare I? If you couldn't keep what was precious to you, how dare I? So these are unconscious sentences or, or, or connections that we're making. And in this work, they often say, we seldom dare to do better than those who came before us. And yet the paradox is the system is asking you to do better and expand the system. And the interesting thing is the minute you do that, it also changes the context of history. Suddenly what was a villain could become a hero. What was a hero is a little questionable. You, you start to look at things in very different lights. You may not be angry anymore, but compassionate. You see your mother not just as your mother, but as a child. So you're getting multi-looks at this, this universe. Uh, and in fact, what I did, I did two world firsts. 
constellations meditations. And one is the meditation of the mother, the other one is the meditation of the father. And those take you all the way back into the line of your mother or the line of your father and then bring you back and connect you with that pattern that you've inherited and then shows you how to reframe that. Now, you say that the paradox uh, is that very often for a system to grow, that at least one of its members has to risk so-called bad conscience by yeah. breaking the rules. And so the family is a system, and there's one of us, often we call ourselves the psychedelic sheep, that, That's has, to, that has to break that pattern. Talk about that. Why is there only one? It's and, not a, go ahead. And, and what role do the different uh, children in a family play? Because the, the various children in a family can lead vastly different lives with vastly different beliefs. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go first to what your first question, which was just reframe for me. The paradox is that very often for a system to uh, grow, yes. at least one of its members has to risk so-called bad conscience by right. breaking the rules. So the bad conscience and breaking the rules, we do terrible. The conscience of a system is the rules that keep that system intact. The only function of the conscience of the system is to ensure belonging. That's it. So we do some perfectly dreadful things in good conscience. We kill others because they, they're of a different persuasion. And in bad conscience, sometimes we've got to do things that, you know, in our family, everybody's quiet. We're all sedate. We don't speak out. And you look at this and you realize that it's costing you way too much to be quiet and sedate. It's not who you are. Well, you're the agent who's meant to bring the not so quiet and, and sedate. And so when you grow that, you grow possibilities. In your piece where you spoke about grieving for all of the parents and the grandparents. Yes, you said once you'd finished grieving, there were other pieces to see. What you did was you, you expressed the shared grief and then suddenly realized that your gift is joy. And, so, and, and yeah. when, we, when we follow along and succumb to that system, you, you say that we're in basically a systemic trance. Absolutely. Yeah. And you see this, by the way, with with somebody who has a father who runs, uh, decides to go and find himself when he's 35. And suddenly this client turns 35 and says to me, I'm super restless. I don't know what the deal is. I, I really feel like I've got to leave. Well, he's entered this, the, the unresolved trance or the trauma of the unresolved trance. And now he's trapped in it, too. His way out is to say, now I can stay and not to succumb to the trance. But very often we do. You know, we'll, we'll have a whole family and the whole family loves to eat and drink way too much. And we look at it and go, no, I really want to be healthy. So you've got to go out of good conscience with the family. And then sometimes you look at it and you go, but they're having so much fun. And it's so much easier just to do the eating and the drinking thing. Boom, and back you go into the systemic trance. So the systemic trance is, gives you a, a sense of familiarity, but it can also be a strong limiter. What are some systemic sentences so that individuals might understand what those beliefs or statements or language might look like coming oh, out? Oh, yes. All the dogmatic ones. We're hopeless at, at uh, relationships in our family. Uh, People who like money are greedy. Love of money is the root of all evil. Um, in our family, nobody, nobody can do math. We're all stupid when it comes to math. We're language experts. Um, let me think of, oh, we all suffer. That's one of the big meta-systemic sentences. We were born to suffer. No, you weren't, but okay. <laughs> We, we were all born to suffer, and, and when people come to me from a demographic where they, they identify with suffering, I say to them, okay, and how many more generations do you wish to all have be born to suffer, or are you the one who will turn that around? 
They're the strong sentences. You hear them in the mottos in the family, in the ways of being in the family. And they're great when they're strong and helpful. They're not so helpful when they're, oh, we're all stupid. We're all dumb. We all struggle. We're all not helpful. And so it's it's a good place to start to really see the sentences that we're speaking, whether out loud or muttering under our breath, or the thoughts that we're thinking that's kind of an opening doorway to I may have fallen into a systemic trance within absolutely. my own family. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Uh-oh, is this my thought or it, or where did it come from? Why do I think about money this way? Oh, well, mom said or dad said. Okay, but who told mom and dad? And what was the event that sparked it? What I've seen before are things like... Um, got to keep all of your pennies under your pillow or hide your money away or for heaven's sake, don't spend, don't spend and don't do risky investments. Well, that comes from somebody in the Great Depression who invested and lost everything and that echoes down. And suddenly you're looking at you get an absolutely golden opportunity. It is beautiful. And what do you do? You go, uh, uh, no, 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 no. In our family, you know, you don't take a risky investment. You don't do that stuff. So, Boom, and it passes you by, and a little bit later you go, you know, in our family, we never get the opportunities. Well, it circled you about three times, but so did your systemic sentences. Everyone knows that we inherit our physical DNA, but few people realize that we also inherit what Judy Wilkins Smith calls emotional DNA, multiple generations of patterns of decisions, thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions, and mindsets that quietly, unconsciously run our lives. You feel its presence in your body, sense it in your gut, and experience it in your life. And yet one new thought, feeling, belief, or action outside the unconscious patterns of your emotional DNA can change the way your entire life works. It can change your entire family system and how it has been functioning for generations. Your emotional DNA is what you and your ancestors have brought to life through the generations. Your emotional DNA rises out of your emotional blueprint. Your emotional blueprint just is. It isn't good or bad. It's like a treasure map. This is from the book Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns by Judy Wilkins-Smith. You can see her at two upcoming events, August 4th through 7th in Dallas. Check out her website for more details on that. Or November 10th through 13th at Disney World, uh, it is going to be on Capability and Resilience DNA. Again, you can check out our website to find out more. That's judywilkins-smith.com. We'll be right back with more of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint right after these messages. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships, more empowered community, greater fulfillment and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course 
Dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Before we get back to Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint by Judy Wilkins-Smith, I want to mention that 1111 Talk Radio is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, and that is your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll even go out of our way to treat other people well. But how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? Life really has been this learning of self-love and self-care. I have found that for myself, and I've seen that in so many of my own clients. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11 and spell out the word 11. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 11. Spell out the word 11. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Again, 1111 Talk Radio listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. We appreciate our sponsor of BetterHelp. Most of us don't see that everything in our lives is speaking directly to us all of the time, giving us hints as to what's wrong and how to fix it. Maybe a vague uneasiness hits you every morning as you open your eyes. Maybe there's a depression as you finish your work at night. Maybe you experience anxiety or full-on panic attacks. Perhaps there's a relationship that just doesn't leave you feeling good about yourself. However slight or acute your symptoms may be, Most people believe that their feelings and the issues they point to can never be resolved, that it's just a way of life. And then we watch someone else break through and become a star or wish and we wish we were them. What did they do to be so happy and successful? Unfortunately, we're not raised to look at our own lives for clues, but now you can by going to Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. This is a guide that's filled with some exercise, a lot of beautiful information, and you're guided into understanding your own constellations and where you may have the connections that have held you back. Your life is not a train wreck, even if you feel like everything has gone off the rails over and over again. Transformation is possible. And the key lies in decoding the patterns that got you here, unconscious patterns that you inherited from your family system. You can find out more at judywilkins-smith.com. Be sure to check out uh, her two upcoming events, one in Dallas, August 4th through 7th, and the second at Disney World, November 10th through 13th. Again, those are on her website at judywilkins-smith.com. And most definitely order the book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint. So, Judy, we were talking about the systemic sentences, and in the book you share uh, what Bert Hillinger called the order of systems, along with adding a fourth one that you yourself have seen in a lot of systemic work. Can you briefly go through what those are? Sure. So, um, the, the three are belonging, balance of give and receive, and order. 
And so one of the first things that we need to be able to do is belong. It's super important to us. It feels safe. It tells us we have a place in the world. Now, each of us in our family system has a place that belongs to only us. And uh, it, ca- it cannot belong to anyone else. If there was a sibling who didn't make it before you or one who didn't make it after you, that's their place, not yours. But belonging is really, really important. And the order of things also tells you how to belong. And then we have balance of give and receive. And this particular one is most acutely felt. Um, You can see it when you're at the workplace and somebody underpays you. It doesn't feel good. I have people who are overpaid and they spend half of their lives giving their money away because that doesn't feel good. They have a, a, a bandwidth. And by the way, that bandwidth is also part of your emotional DNA. It's why some people succeed wildly with money and some may not, because they're also locked into the system bandwidth for money and the system emotional DNA, your money DNA. So those are your three. And then I've also noticed that there is another one, which is anything that you exclude creates a pattern that expands and repeats. And so what that means is if you exclude Uncle Harry, Auntie Sally, dear Mary, Margaret, whoever it is, it sounds like a good idea because they really don't belong in the family, except, of course, they do. But here's the thing. Systems don't like that. They do not tolerate gaps. So whoever's been excluded in one generation will show up in the way of of life or in the patterns in another generation until the person who's been excluded is seen and re-membered into the system. Only then can the system rest and the pattern can change. So you're saying that if we um, disowned Aunt Sally because of a certain behavior that she had or because she... uh, died in a way that was embarrassing to the family, then that void recreates this other space. Or if there were miscarriages, like for in my instance, if those Mm -hmm. go unacknowledged, how does that apply to what you just said? Gosh, um, so I'm going to tackle the second one first. And the second one is if you have those miscarried children and they're not acknowledged, Often living children do acknowledge it. They know something is missing. So they start to accumulate things. I've seen it where they will they want two of everything or three of everything. I've also seen it appear in people's bodies as masses or tumors or um, what do we call it? Cysts. Yeah. Uh, so you can see it happen that way. Or you will have a child that says, I feel so heavy. I feel burdened. Being the eldest is too much, only to discover they're not the eldest. There was an eldest before them who didn't make it. And now, because they don't know, they stand in the place of the eldest, but it doesn't belong to them. So they're standing split between two places and feeling the burden of the one who didn't make it. You can then also see them say, um, not live a full life. In other words, not be vibrant and, and happy And you have a look and and the inner sentence may be something like, if you couldn't live a full life, I won't either. Or you see people who start projects but don't finish them. And sometimes the inner sentence there is, if you couldn't complete your life, how dare I complete the important things in mine? And they don't complete. That's quite powerful, and and yet it's something that so often many people don't know. If an individual didn't know that there were miscarriages before them, or if a person is adopted and has no idea of who their biological parents were or any of their history, how is it possible to do this kind of work? Well, as we said, if you look at um, physical DNA, Physical DNA doesn't care whether you were adopted or not. It's going to express in a certain way. And epigenetically, this is what happens with emotional DNA. There is an imprint that happens or or is created onto the system. And that is going to echo through to you whether you have clear visibility into your family or connection with them or not. 
it's still going to surface. And if you look at programs like um, the ones where they go looking for for the, the missing siblings or the ones who are adopted look for their parents, often you'll hear them say, oh, my goodness, I do that. Or, oh, my goodness, that's exactly how I was raised. Or that's exactly how I turned out. That's why. And so you talk about in the book that there's a way for individuals to do this uh, through index cards. Sometimes people do it with other people standing in as those representatives for right. people if they're actually doing the constellation work. So how is it that someone else can pick up in the field what what that person might have said or, or felt or the energy that was there for us to respond? Or how is it that from a card uh, we can get that intuitive understanding? So let's go first to the card or even the representative and look at it that way. We know that humans are very capable of transferring emotions onto other objects or onto inanimate objects. So that's a pretty easy one. When you go into work and you see your boss and you want to throttle your boss, ask yourself which of the parents that is. When you want to toss your co-worker out the window, ask yourself which sibling that might be. In terms of how do we pick it up, Think about this. Think about it this way. You saw the the shootings that we've recently had down in Texas. Yes. People people are horrified. You're horrified. You look at it and your heart skips a beat, or you 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 kind of find yourself you you find your language caught in your throat or tears. Why? You're tuning into their system. We do it all day long. We've just never been taught to recognize that we do. And we're very accurate sensing beings. And so you brought up a, a, a social occurrence. And I'm, I'm looking at the world as it is right now, whether you look at the ruling around Roe versus Wade and, and the, the polarity that that's creating within people. Or you look at, you know, what effect a virus had on our world for so long. So our familial uh, systems expand to create then our global systems absolutely how are these connected can the work within a family then result in the healing of a nation again absolutely it begins with a single person i think we've all known this we speak about this in books we talk about it all over we've all known this and when I did a constellation, which I'll explain in a minute, but when I did a constellation using some of the metaphors, it was interesting to note that nothing moved until the individual did. It begins with a single thought and a single possibility. Think of, think of all of the things that we have that are incredible. Think of the iPhones, the smartphones that we have. That was an original idea from one person. Think of Disney. How do I bring all the families together? That was one person. Think of Starbucks. How do I create community through coffee? One person, maybe two people. But what they did was they coupled emotion. And instead of what we typically do, which is coupling emotion to a lower or lower emotion to a thought, they coupled higher em uh, emotion to a thought. Instead of going, look at, look at how stuck we are, they began to ask what's possible here. And so one person does that. Well, the minute one person does that and they're getting a good result, what do you do? You say, well, I want some of that. So you go and have a look and you go, oh, but imagine if we added this. And before you know it, suddenly we have a whole synthesis going on. And before we know that, re realize that, we have all of the smartphones that have gone from only one or two people to everybody basically globally because now we can connect. And somebody kept saying yes and kept expanding the thought process, but it begins with one or two. So, Judy, can you provide an example of someone's constellation and how that actually works so that the audience can kind of understand uh, this specific type of of sure. work for themselves. Sure. So this is a particularly profound process because what we do is we quite literally make the unconscious conscious and the invisible visible. So someone might come along to me and I'm going to use one of my favorites, a person who came along to me and said, um, 
I don't I don't belong in my family. I'm I'm too loud, I'm too happy, I'm too loving. I want to belong in my family, but they're quiet and they're stoic and they're cold. And I so want to belong, but I don't know how. And so so what we did was the first thing you do is identify the parts of the issue. So in her case with her family, it was mom, dad, brother, and her. And I said to her, now what I want you to do is pick a representative from, from the, the group, from the audience. Pick somebody to represent your mom, someone to represent your dad, someone to represent your brother, someone to represent you. So she she did that. And I said to her, now I need you to give me a spatial representation of that. So how would mom and dad be facing? Would they be close together? Would they be facing outward or inward? What about brother? Where does he stand? How about you? So when she placed them, it became very obvious that mom, dad, and brother were clustered on one side, she on the other. And so I said to her, I noticed though, she said that they can't give me anything except for little drops of love, just little drops. And I said to her, tell me their history. Well, mom and dad came from the Holocaust. So notice how we're asking questions to understand the picture that we're seeing. And um, she's already saying, oh, my goodness, I've got goosebumps. I'm watching this. This is how it is. They came from the Holocaust. And I said to her, hold on a minute. If they came from the Holocaust, were they allowed to express emotions or was that a dangerous thing? She said, oh, no, very dangerous. They always said to us, be careful, hold your emotions close to your chest, which is what my brother does. So, of course, he's in good conscience with the family, right? And then she says, but I can't because I really love and I'm really joyful. And so, so you see, I knew it. I don't belong. And I said to her, uh-uh, not so fast. They gave you the little they had, those little drops of love. Look what you grew. You took mm. them and you you made them something even bigger. How do you not belong? You gave what they had a way to grow. That's a profound belonging. And she said to me, I've been working on this for 20 years and I just got it in an hour. Why? Because she was seeing it, hearing it, walking in it, exploring it touching it, feeling it. And so what happens is you have this multi-sensory experience that becomes an embodied experience that starts to have a visceral effect on the body and begins rewiring the brain. And she said to me, I feel like I'm going crazy. I, I suddenly don't think I'm stuck. I, I have all sorts of new thoughts. Yes, because you'd removed the limitation. You'd finally looked literally. You could speak it, literally. You could go and touch. And so it began to be very different for you. And she walked out going, I belong. I belong. Look. Oh, that's powerful. Truly yeah. powerful. According to Judy Wilkins-Smith, one of the most effective ways to shift these unconscious inherited patterns is by working with systems dynamics and constellations. With decoding your emotional blueprint, Judy makes the profound implications of these models immediately accessible to anyone searching for personal healing and transformation. Drawing from neuroscience, epigenetics, genealogy, and quantum physics, Judy shares a variety of strategies and practices that will help you detect hidden and multi-generational patterns, recognize their purpose, and then break the cycles to create an extraordinary life. I invite you to go to her website while this, we're going through this commercial break, judywilkins-smith.com. Check out her upcoming events, August 4th through 7th in Dallas and November 10th through 13th in Orlando. We'll be right back after these messages. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation 
Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course. Dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. My guest today is Judy Wilkins-Smith, and she is the author of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. You can find out more about her at JudyWilkins-Smith.com. Judy wants you to take, if nothing else, this one thing from the book. It's the hope that the realization that it is your destiny to want more, to expect more, to be more, and that transformation begins with daring to believe it's possible and going for it. Your destiny is to rise and shine from the inside out, to feel good about yourself and life, to relax and feel blessed and complete and always ready for more, because more is what you're capable of and what you were born to create. Again, check out Judy's upcoming events August 4th through 7th in Dallas and November 10th through 13th at Disney World. She's doing a conference on capability and resilience DNA. You can find out information about those on her website, judywilkins-smith.com. Judy, let's talk about relationships. I think that that's something that is a, a common, commonly plaguing many people in terms of, you know, wanting to find that correct partner, wanting to understand why certain relationships fail um, or why love might feel elusive. And I would imagine when we look at ancestral history, the amount backlogged in heartbreak or abandonment and betrayal and all of these things is, uh, is quite powerful. Can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, it, it, going to the end of it first, just remember that it's there for you to change. But yes, you will often begin with patterns that you don't even recognize you have. I had um, somebody walk in and tell me that she was about to divorce her third stupid husband, was exactly the way she said it. And he was he walked in with her and I thought, oh boy, this is going to go well. And um, when we set up the three husbands, it turned out she had three, her mother had three, and her grandmother had three. Mm. And the original stupid husband was great grandfather or grandfather rather, who had lost the family fortune. And so after that, every every time they married a man, if he gave the slightest hint of money shenanigans, he was stupid and out. 
And uh, it took her having a look at that and realizing that there was such a thing as stupid and out, but different people make money differently before she would allow the possibility of something different in. What was she doing? Just echoing the past. I mean, the past echoes so loudly and she just faithfully repeated it. So we see that a lot with relationships or um, mom got incredibly hurt by the first one, was fine with the second one. And you wonder why you go and choose one who you just, you know, is not going to be good for you, but it feels like the right thing to do. So off you go and you do that thing. Didn't need to, but now you're doing that thing. So what you want to do with a relationship is you want to ask yourself, what am I doing? What is the pattern? Am I the first one to have that pattern? Because bear in mind, you can be the originator of a pattern. We just need someone to really upset you mightily and you can tell yourself enough things that you start generating the emotional DNA. But very often you're inheriting it. So you want to know, am I generating it or inheriting it? Either way, if it doesn't feel good and it's not serving you, then as Bob Newhart would say, please stop it. <laughs> that is true. That is true. You know, in in many of the spiritual circles and and. Uh, through a lot of, of women's work, there's so often this adamant uh, desire to uh, empower the feminine. We need to rise up as the feminine, or there is this idea that you know there are these wounded masculine, and or there's this patriarchy and this dominance. And although we can see exhibits of that in the world, it this work says instead of looking outside at everything that's happening take it back in to the generations of how you're seeing and how you're expressing and how you're emoting based on what you're seeing outside. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Have a look at what's happening in your own. Quit looking out there. Or as I like to say, stop eating everybody else's pizza. But have a look at what's happening in yours. Bring it into your life. Identify the patterns. And then you always have the two patterns sitting side by side. The one trying to stop and become the wisdom of the system and the one trying to start through you and become the legacy for the system. Each one needs the other. And you finish off the book talking about this systemic work and constellations in service of global transformation. And I know that inherently all people want to serve, but so often we're not taught that that service can be one person at a time, and that one person being self. Oh, absolutely. If we would take our legacy. You know, the, one of the first questions I ask any client I work with is how big are you willing to be? And then I have them say to me, isn't that a little egotistical? And I go, no. The day that you agree to be the biggest version of yourself is the humblest day of your life. It's the first time you agree to be responsible for growing your full life and you are now in service of the universe. Mm, that's a very powerful statement. And most people don't realize, you know, Richard Rudd's work in the Gene Keys, uh, one of the Gene Keys is humility. And in his work, humility actually means ownership of that God aspect of you. That highest yes. creative aspect is true humility. And that's what I heard from you just now with, with your statement. Uh, in regard to this constellations work, you have it in the book where people can do much of this work themselves, but you also express many scenarios where people are in groups or, as you spoke of earlier, there was an audience presence where people were called forward. Does it make a difference? Can a person do this on their own with index cards and receive the same kind of insight? Or is it better to find a constellation group to do this work? Look, um, you can do it on your own. And I say to people, start somewhere. So start on your own. Start on your own. I have a number of, of events for people to come and attend and get this work done. And in fact, what I do is I break it out into groups so that basically everybody's going to get a piece of work done. And that is extremely powerful. But I will tell you that with index cards too, people start to go, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, and the light's the lights pop on and 
when if you've read the book and you've worked with index cards, it also means when you come to one of the events, you have a basic idea of what's happening. Now, you're going to pick it up fairly quickly, but it's super helpful because now you're already starting to speak a fairly common language. So I advise any of those. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a whole bunch of you at Disney or in, the, in, in um, Texas, in Dallas. It makes a big difference standing with live representatives and have, getting their very accurate, often, feedback is extremely powerful. So, Judy, would you like to go ahead and tell us the focus of each of your two upcoming events, the one in Dallas and the one in Orlando? Sure. Thank you very much. So, the one in Dallas is Emotional DNA. It's the foundational module. It teaches you all of the, the language and the ways to work and what a representative is, and it takes you through all of that while doing constellations. Uh, and then the one at Disney World, you know, you spoke about the pandemic, and so many of us are saying we struggled and we suffered, but we're not looking at what we also grew or our resilience. And both of those are very powerful pieces of, of evolution. And so that's the piece at Disney World. We take four days and we work very hard during the day and do a lot of deep dives. And then I take you into the park at night and say to you, now look, look what happens when you couple who you are to higher emotions. Look what's possible. So you're surrounded by this for four days in ways that are extremely powerful. People who come to the Disney events always tell me they walk away completely changed. So both of those are life-changing events and you get the chance to work in person. Again, you can find out about those events by going to judywilkins-smith.com. Dallas is August 4th through 7th and Disney World is November 10th through 13th. Uh, Thank you so much, Judy, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I'm going to close out the show reading a piece from your book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Beautiful. Judy says, the game of life is limitless, and you were not put on this earth to suffer. You are here to experience, learn, grow, enjoy, and love, and then radiate and share all of that. Your life, no matter what, is remarkable, and there are no constraints on who or what you can become. It doesn't matter if you are a low earner or have been called a low achiever. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire who has seemingly done it all. There is no one who can't change and improve their life. If you show up, you will not only grow up, but so will your children and your community. When you choose to move on, you create a pathway for others. The stronger your sense of purpose and determination, the faster it will pull you past your limiting emotional DNA inheritance and into a whole new realm of possibility. Definitely check out Judy's book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, and go to her website for her events, judywilkins-smith.com. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.